April 1st, the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 28 through 50. About eight days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John to a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothing became dazzling white. The two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared and began talking with Jesus. They were glorious to see. And they were speaking about how he was about to fulfill God's plan by dying in Jerusalem. Peter and the others were very drowsy and had fallen asleep. Now they woke up and saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with him. As Moses and Elijah were starting to leave, Peter, not even knowing what he was saying, blurted out, Master, this is wonderful. We will make three shrines, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he was saying this, a cloud came over them, and terror gripped them as it covered them. Then a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. When the voice died away, Jesus was there alone. They didn't tell anyone what they had seen until long after this happened. The next day, after they had come down the mountain, a huge crowd met Jesus. A man in the crowd called out to him, Teacher, look at my boy, who is my only son. An evil spirit keeps seizing him, making him scream. It throws him into convulsions, so that he foams at the mouth. It is always hitting and injuring him. It hardly ever leaves him alone. I begged your disciples to cast the spirit out, but they couldn't do it. You stubborn, faithless people, Jesus said. How long must I be with you and put up with you? Bring him here. As the boy came forward, the demon knocked him to the ground and threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit and healed the boy. Then he gave him back to his father. Awe gripped the people as they saw this display of God's power. While everyone was marveling over all the wonderful things he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Listen to me and remember what I say. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed. But they didn't know what he meant. Its significance was hidden from them, so they could not understand it. And they were afraid to ask him about it. Then there was an argument among them as to which of them would be the greatest. But Jesus knew their thoughts. So he brought a little child to his side. Then he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes my Father who sent me. Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. John said to Jesus, Master, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons. We tried to stop him because he isn't in our group. But Jesus said, Don't stop him. Anyone who is not against you is for you. The Spirit of Jesus is to remind you that Jesus is your advocate, has been your advocate, and you now are righteous. So he will counsel you in real time what to do, how to conduct yourself. He'll anchor you back to the word, the living word, Jesus, and he'll remind you who you are, which is how he works as an advocate. Now, now, now if Jesus forgave you all of your sins, notice the words of Jesus, the, la the seven statements he breathed out on the cross while suffocating in his own blood. What was the last statement? It is 
finished, which is to say it is complete. All sins are now able to be forgiven if we simply accept the free gift that only Jesus offers. So it is finished works into the future, it works in the past, and it works in the present. So when you receive the forgiveness of Jesus, you're not just receiving forgiveness for sins you can remember or sins you've done, you're also being forgiven for the future sins that you will commit. So why would the Spirit of Jesus convict you of something that's been forgiven. Hold on a second. Don't stone me. Why would Jesus say, you're forgiven, but hey, that's really bad and you should stop? Well, I thought you forgave me. So here's what he does. He convicts, the advocate convicts you of righteousness. The focus is not sin. The focus is the finished work of Jesus that conquered sin. And so the spirit of Jesus does not use condemnation or guilt or shame, for none of that produces the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Only Jesus can do that for us. He who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So here's how it works. You start to sin. You're already forgiven, but you start to sin. You're sinning, and yet that sin's already been forgiven. So you know how the spirit works on the inside, the spirit of Jesus? He nudges you just like this. He says, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. It's not who you are. Well, 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 who am I? You're righteous. You're righteous. You got right standing with God. You don't want that. That's, that's your old life. That's your old appetites. That's your old desires. Those won't fulfill. That's not who you are. The Spirit of God does not move in and say, look at you. Look how bad you are. Look, you did it again. I know what you did last summer. I can't believe you did it again. How bad are you? Guilt, guilt, guilt. Shame, shame, shame. Judgment, judgment, judgment. And no wonder we are not very nice to people. Who's we? Jesus followers. Because again, we've doubled down the fear and anxiety with shame and guilt. And now we're walking around going, I, I thought I loved Jesus, but I can't keep his commandments. And now the spirit of Jesus is inside of me reminding me, you can't keep his commandments. You never keep his commandments. Your batting average stinks. And now we're just like, ah, oh, and no wonder people don't want to come to church. I don't want to be reminded. I've already reminded internally. Judgment, sin. No, 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 no. I've already been judged righteous. Sins forgiven and covered because of Jesus. It is finished. Jesus is more righteous than you have ever been sinful. Your sin has been covered in his righteousness. And now... You are, you are, you are, you are. Don't mean like you always act like it, but you are. We are, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And my advocate on a regular basis reminds me, that's who you are. Hey, you're not acting like who you are, but I still love you. This is who you are. Be more who you are. Be true to yourself. Be true to who God has made you to be, designed you to be. That's who you are. And here comes the goodness of God that leads us to repent.